0: you're arguing with yourself or trying to like convince yourself of your own worth might be like worth as a therapist worth as a human being and i think that process is often running in the background unnoticed and when people come to us we can notice that and if we slow down long enough and we can notice that in ourselves too you know like i treat my own internal experiences sometimes as something that needs to be like taken out or Mm -hmm. fixed but i think there's just something more there something
1: deeper. Welcome back to Act Root to Fruit. My name is Marcel Tassara and I'm on a quest to dig up the roots of the contextual behavioral sciences. This is a podcast about getting deeper into the behavioral underpinnings of acceptance and commitment therapy, functional analytic psychotherapy, clinical behavior analysis, all of the, the therapies that fall into the contextual behavioral sciences. My agenda here is is how can us clinicians have a deeper appreciation of function. So what I'm I'm after here is is speaking to some of these luminaries to get some insight and some some guidance on how to be more effective, how to how to intervene and be precise with my interventions. In hopes that you listening uh, follow along with me on this journey if you've been if you've been following along uh, I appreciate that Uh, if you're new appreciate you too Uh, feel free to subscribe or like review one of my primary motivations for for doing this project this this podcast is to be helpful Uh, just imagining a world where more clinicians are basing their interventions on function and so if your interest is, is in getting there and would like to uh, do so in a group setting hit me up um, organizing some training groups to do some experiential work and some didactic work around these uh, these principles of, of, of what I've been getting at here with that let's get to the show my guest today is Dr. Yash Bambani who's a uh, psychologist at the Monfiore Medical Center in New York and also an assistant professor at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. His research interests include use of ACT for minoritized populations, particular men of color who have sex with men, and for substance use. He's from India. He is a graduate of the University of Mississippi with Kelly Wilson, and I hope that you'll allow yourself to slow down with us as we talk about appreciating is there so i have a few things written down that i thought would be fun for us to talk about and um i'd like to know what would be of interest in in your in your passion zone to talk about in terms of this stuff um but you know the the talking about the difference between the processes being processes over just kind of a cookbook um, uh, something yeah. you mentioned before, I think is, is, could be really helpful to folks think just to think about, mm. and then, um, I, I, I mean, I'm interested in your, your dissertation
2: mm-hmm.
1: and how, um, especially this idea of like body image flexibility, I think it's a really interesting topic, and you know, I mean, intersectionality of you know how that stuff comes up in in, in play, yeah, um, is of interest. Mm. Mm-hmm. What do you, what are you thinking? What what's?
0: I think all of that blends for me. Um, like in terms of act processes, I've always found that it's. Um, Like people learn through experience, I think, as opposed to like you know it being a cookbook. It's more, of course, cookbooks are helpful too. I think you know protocols when we have them for certain specific situations can be helpful. Um, and I think people sometimes, often, the people that I work with are much more complex and have much more complex situations.
1: Mm-hmm. Which um, means I need just a few more cookbooks, right? Just need like- <laughs>
0: I don't know about that. Um, I think I like the where we're moving as like a field, a lot to like you know, principles and processes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of interest, even in the CBT world and process based CBT. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a deep uh, like slowing down and um, sitting in the processes that therapists. Um, can benefit from like that. That's what I found to be very beneficial, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, reading more, Um, reading more is helpful. And also experiential work, I think, is Mm -hmm. very helpful too. And that's why whenever I go to like workshops, people talk about like how much they've enjoyed experiential work. Yeah. Um, Just like seeing how those processes work for themselves. And noticing in the moment, like how acceptance shows up for them you know like often in therapy i'm talking to someone and i talk to I talk to some like supervisees about this too or people that i like do peer supervision with um mm-hmm. that moment in therapy when you're like kind of just like i don't know what to say next or i don't know what do i do you're just like um like that moment happens often and uh i think my instinct is to like figure out what to say next or to like, you know, as someone's talking, think about what to say next. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that's not that helpful because then I'm in my own head more as Mm -hmm. opposed to like listening to the patient.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm often, I'm often pulled by that rush, being in a rush and, you know, getting it right.
0: Yeah, That's the, For me, I mean, of course, I've worked with Kelly. So um, a lot of my training is uh, different uh, people do act differently. Most of my training was with Kelly. So um, that has been most impactful. And there's a metaphor that he uses in his book, um, mindfulness for two, that metaphor of like, you know, are people a sunset or a problem? Mm -hmm. And I found that to be really, really, really impactful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How does that steer you?
0: Like people walk around, you know, whenever people walk around in the world, um, feeling as if there are problems and in their internal world is a problem too, um, like something to be solved and something to be managed. Because <laughs> often like, I mean, I wonder if you've noticed this yourself too, and people have noticed this, um, whenever they feel something uncomfortable or distressing, we kind of go you know, to like solving that internally, like what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And um, then begins this like internal match where um, it's basically like a tennis game where you're throwing the ball, you know, and you're arguing with yourself, you're trying to like convince yourself of your own um, worth or whatever that might be like, worth as a therapist, worth as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think that process is often running in the background unnoticed. Um, And when people come to us, we can notice that And if we slow down long enough. And we can notice that in ourselves too. Not to say that I don't have that or um, that I've somehow like um, conquered that or like moved past that not at all. Like I noticed that in myself too. You know like i treat my own internal experiences sometimes as something that needs to be like taken out or mm-hmm. fixed yeah but i think there's just something more there something deeper
1: i am wondering about this appreciation and how you go about convincing someone that that's enough and I, I worded it that way on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: interesting. that's an interesting point of noticing and tidbit, because um, I don't think it's about convincing. And um, that often seems to be the case, um, that if we just convince ourselves of our worth that we can do more.
2: Mm-hmm
0: if we convince ourselves that we matter by whatever way, like you know, by having a relationship, by having the next job, or um, yeah, so that will be enough. That's often not. Instead, um, I think what I um, hope to do is to help people, out, whoever I work with, help them s- notice that they can have these thoughts and that these are um, products of their history and these feelings and um, carry them with them, carry those thoughts and feelings with them and still um, do what matters.
1: Yeah. So staying staying on the experiential.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And
2: for
0: the purpose. Um, I think um, that's the other key piece, um, you know, values and purpose. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, often that has been people I love and people, like, for example, my brother, um, He's five years younger, and um, um, when he was born, it um, changed me in some way, and I felt like this, uh, like uh, as if like something, ex- something of like something existed outside me that I like loved like crazy. Hmm. I loved so much, just like that I could not, um, yeah, couldn't describe it. And that's, I return to my, what people I love often um, and how they might carry that because they have a version of that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I see them having it. Um, and like, that's um, something that drives me.
1: Yeah. Do you find yourself bringing that into the, the therapy room with you?
0: Yeah, um, like why that matters to me. And in the therapy room, it's also um, like why I do this work, because it's meaningful to me, it's mm-hmm. purposeful. And it's, uh, like what might be possible for a patient or um, a client? Like, that's also that also matters a lot.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And learning to know them and their story and what they care about. Um, I think that can anchor the work in ways um, that convincing doesn't. Because convincing is about uh, making ourselves, like making myself feel something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's something more that's, there's something else that can be more important than convincing.
1: And that that quality of appreciation is uh, there's it's a rich it's a very rich and deep recipe,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And it's moment by moment. It's by noticing. And it's by pausing.
2: Um,
0: like there is no. There's loose guidelines around it. There's no like, you know, this like do this next and do this next and do this next. Mm -hmm. And that can be frustrating at so many times because so many times when I'm working with people, I feel like, what am I doing? Or why is this not, why can't I create change? Or Mm -hmm. why can't I be better? Mm
1: -hmm. What am I? I've never experienced any of that in my (laughs) life. It's like the, the
0: birds in the background are mm-hmm. saying, like, why can't I be a better therapist? Yeah. yeah. So what I want to come back to, like what you said, like, you know, as um, for minoritized populations, people have experienced, you know, historic uh, marginalization and continue to experience oppression. Um, there's an emphasis in act on changing context to mm-hmm. change people's behavior. And I think in therapy, that's, um, that might be me as a therapist, and then, you know, a client or a patient. But we can just take that broader and look at like public policy or um, like the context in which people exist, environment, policing, can't help but think about, like, you know, the showman trial verdict is going to be released in the next half an hour. Is it?
1: They've they've come up with it. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah. Yeah. jury came to your verdict, and they're going to release that in the next half hour. And like, how do we make the context better to help people thrive? Yeah. And I think um, we can do that work on several levels, Um, and other people have said this in more elaborate words than I have, but like on the individual level, on the group level, societal level, um, yeah, and I think that's the need of our. Yeah, yeah. And for CBS work or for ACT work, when people are working at the individual level with people who might be different for them, different from them, I think. um, There's this piece of like, again, slowing down and noticing those differences and um, really getting comfortable or really just getting present and willing to feel um, that those differences and whatever discomfort might come up.
1: Yeah. And and I think for myself as a cisgendered white male,
2: mm-hmm.
1: making sure I'm it's really important for me to make sure I'm creating a, an environment where it's like anything's on the table. Yeah. Because it's so easy to to keep things in a in a box and put them away and and then we all just kind of follow along, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
0: and um, yeah. so much of that can also be about we don't want to hurt people, mm-hmm. and um, and um, I think this work requires a level of vulnerability at times where we will make mistakes, um, and we will we'll have to repair and uh, doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I also was want to go back unless there was was there somewhere you were feeling pulled to go with this right now?
0: Not right now. I think okay.
1: All right. Well I, I think I actually I, I'm I'm interested in you know you talk about this like um appreciation. And the guidelines of appreciating. Can we talk a little bit about some of that and how how you're steered?
0: I think um, again, I I feel um, like we're. Heading towards, like, let's figure out the steps territory. Um, it feels like, I, I feels like that. you said guidelines. You said use
1: guidelines. So I
0: know. Yeah, <laughs> you it feels can, like
1: blame yourself on that one.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I am. Yeah, that feels more like uh, steps territory. Okay. But I okay. think, um, like, when I think about working with people. Um, I want to like understand and know them. More than understand, I want to know people's experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Like what makes them do X, Y, Z? What makes people drink? What does it take away? Um, What pain does it wash away? Mm -hmm. Like what pain comes back when they stop drinking?
2: Um,
0: What matters to them? So there's a, there's several processes there. One of them, you know, is like um, curiosity. It's like uh, stepping into another person's experience and really um, knowing it. And if I start to question, they'll start to think, of course, or like will it'll come to the forefront, um, and they'll spend more time on it. And um, then of course there's processes of like, willingness, diffusion, um, acceptance side, where you're like, um, whatever comes up, comes up. Mm -hmm. And that can be, that might be painful. That might be sad. Um, But would that be worth something? And has trying to run away from that sadness. Word. One of my patients recently actually talked about um, getting a getting a piercing and talking about how that was like initially very painful, um, but later they appreciated it and they were they said you know they really liked the piercing and that looked beautiful. And. Uh, I kind of related that to that experience being, you know, um, feeling sad can be painful. Um, but if attempts to like make that sadness go away, haven't worked. Um, can we let that stick around and still do um, what might be good for you? Like um, going on a walk or talking to a friend. yeah. Yeah. And I think a part of this appreciating is also noticing our tendency to fix and our tendency to like want to problem solve, which is like- As therapists. As therapists, as people, as humans, um, which again, in itself, there's nothing wrong with it, but if you rely only on that, yeah. uh, that can be like different situations require different um, approaches or different. Uh, we need behavioral variability. If you just mm-hmm. use um, problem solving exclusively, yeah, um, that might not work. Like with our own experience, with our own internal experiences. So I think pausing is one of those principles, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very helpful in any moment, just like noticing what's going on now. And there's a yeah. lot going on at any point of time. <laughs> so in the spirit of that, like um, I wanna invite you to pause and notice what might be going on for you.
1: there was some busyness and then it kind of fizzled as I,
2: yeah.
1: as I paused. It was, uh, you were going on for me once, once I paused, it wasn't, it, it kind of, yeah. yeah.
0: And what was the busyness about? Like just oh. briefly.
1: Uh, just, uh, we were just thinking about, or my problem solving, and uh, I was thinking about uh, how important it is for for myself. And I, th- I was let me think. I was I was mm. thinking about how important it is to see how I can be directed by other people's anxieties and other people's emotions. You know. Yeah. And that pulls me into problem solving.
0: So we are problem solving, problem solving.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And again, like nothing wrong with that at all. And I think um, being pulled by people's feelings is a. Uh, and being um, cognizant of that is extraordinarily human. And and at the same time, I think there's something in there about um, like almost fragilizing, if people are feeling, you know how we respond, if someone's feeling sad um, or anxious, we Mm -hmm. move to like, Fix that and... uh, Console. Yeah, yeah. And there is absolutely a place for that. And not to say that there's not. Um, That is very needed in times. And at times, um, maybe we over-rely on that. Mm -hmm. Like if someone's parent is dying, there's nothing I can say that will consult them. Yeah. Or like uh, when someone's experienced racism or like acts of racial violence, racial trauma, there's nothing I can say that will um, take that away. Yeah. At the macro level, of course, I can engage in actions that are consistent consistent with my own values to like change the context on the individual level. Um, like with grief, for example, I can sit, sit with them and I can pause, I can be curious about it, um, ask what that's like and what they're going to miss mm-hmm. about their mom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I find that that's uh, something that we crave, is to be kind of shepherded in that way. Say more about that. You know, um, uh, I mean, we um, live in a society that, and and we not only do we live in a society, but I mean, it's in a really an extension extension of our mind that everyone, you just, you know, we're okay, you're you're doing fine, you don't, you know, and, uh, and not being okay is not okay yeah so having a space where it's okay to not be okay Mm -hmm. is very liberating
0: yeah i love that a space where to be not okay is okay yeah that makes me think about like that's why the um vulnerability is such a hard word and uh something that's often talked about and
1: yeah yeah you want to you know get people's attention uh i don't know i don't know if anything (laughs) and i i i I would say what you know the the uh, how do i say this um just like like a, a white guy crying right now is probably one of the most attention grabbing things there is you know that's a showstopper <laughs> you know? yeah vulnerability yeah or just a man you know i mean yeah yeah just you know It's, just, you yeah. know, you know, it's a, and it's an act of courage really right yeah. now it's 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 reinforced i think uh socially mm-hmm. um quite a bit yeah
0: yeah um which was also um it made me think about how, when women cry, they can also often be punished, um, mm. like in public at least, you know. But when men cry, it's considered to be like a strength of like emotional, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's an emotional strength.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, how is that in in India? How is that different? Similar, very similar. Sim- similar. Yeah.
0: Sex. I think sexism permeates all our cultures. Yeah. Um, at least here and in India that I know of often. Um, some things are womanly, some things are manly.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that's why like uh, our behavior is so inseparable from context and you know the mm-hmm. environment that it occurs in. And I think that's really useful um, to remember whenever we work with people just think about like you know what and it's very trauma-informed too like instead of like you know thinking about what's wrong with people what happened to them yeah um that's causing them to behave in some ways
1: yeah yeah that's what i i appreciate about the the functional perspective is it's like a yeah a a, a, just a a viable road map for for what you just said, mm-hmm. making sense and offering some, some new ways of being. Yeah. I really, um,
0: I guess, I hope to see, and I want to do more of that myself too, like, see how act can be used in those spheres where like, you know, um, people have experienced marginalization, minoritization, and to create changes there. Yeah, there's some work. Like for example, there was a paper um, where um, authors ran, researchers ran um, a group-based protocol for stress related to racism mm-hmm. in the VA system. One of the authors was Dr. Monica Williams. I can't remember the first author. Um, mm-hmm. There was a great study where they combined elements of like ACT and DBT. Um,
1: and FAP probably
0: yeah and helping people move through that and there was Mm -hmm. an act and fap protocol too Mm -hmm. um, or a study where they looked at again i think that was jonathan Cantor, monica williams in that group
1: okay Um,
0: there was a recent study that i saw where um i think this was in i'm blanking on the name um, but a study where again they ran act based groups for black women targeting internalized racism. Mm. And they found like, you know, that was helpful. Mm. Um, So I think we can pay more attention to context and be sensitive to context and um, use these principles to create a better world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's uh exciting to think about how you know mm-hmm. these 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 powerful tools can step up step keep keep stepping up. I can hear
0: the baby crying in the background. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's a big baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: how old is he? He's three. Oh, he's three. Okay.
1: Yeah. He has a tendency to wake up from a nap with tears.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You could probably do a functional analysis around that and make sense of it. I'm, w- I'm wondering as you talk about this um, contextualized work around um, kind of areas of, of trauma and maybe intersectionality of, of different identities, um, if you could talk a little bit about, about your work and, and your, your areas of interest around this and um, body image flexibility. Um,
0: So my main areas of interest are working with people, uh, working with marginalized or minoritized communities, um, specifically focusing on racial ethnic minority populations and sexual gender minority populations, and of course the intersection of those. Um, So a a lot of my work has been, has focused on gay men of color. and you can say that's a lot of research research.
1: <laughs> um, we're, all, we're all drawn to the field for a reason, right? I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. And I think these things come up. And um, like when I was thinking about dissertation topics or research, um, I was like, it's going to be hard. I might as well do something that, you know, um, is close to my heart or would yeah. like help me keep going. So, Think about that specifically, body image flexibility in ways you know, um, the context environment that we grow up in will engender certain repertoires. Um, some of those will be related to wanting to change how we look um, often. And, uh, especially for gay men, there's a huge social pressure to look a certain way. Um, for some people that works for some people, it it doesn't, Hmm. I know for me, it didn't. And, um, And the thing there is that there's this piece where you can convince yourself that it will work, but if you like just try hard enough, if you press the lever enough times, or like, you know, mm-hmm. try doing it different ways, um, you can do it, but it's a, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a losing game. It's a, and I will, of course, attribute uh, attribute this to, um this is a Kelly. This is a Kelly. Kellyism. Um, it's a game of like you know, first you lose and then you play. Because mm-hmm. like if I need to um, make my body look a certain way um, to be worthy, then that assumes that I start with being unworthy. Mm-hmm. And there is always more, there is always more muscles to have. There's always more um, body fat to lose. So but it seemed like maybe you were having a reaction to that.
1: Well, I was muting so I could tell them to be quiet out there. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely having reactions to this idea of for sure. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I don't know. Um, just relating, I guess, you know, relating to that in, in my own ways. And uh, I don't know how important that is. I don't know if that's a worthy contribution right now.
0: um it looks different and of course um so my experience has been very different but it seems like there's a piece of it that you can relate to
1: yes yes
0: yeah and maybe that piece is of like um doing that thing of earning your worth by doing something and maybe that's the that's the spot that i like um that's i think is useful
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like entering that space where you know what that's like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: not to show to me but to and like for other people too to like guide what they're doing because i think if you can enter that space and um, know what some of that might be like you can ask questions yeah that are yeah curious and um, relevant and um, might drive me or might move me in certain ways that would be helpful
1: yeah yeah i'm, I'm just thinking about how that has um, steered me and I want to continue to make sure that, you know, my relating is helpful and not uh, obtrusive or detracting. And uh, um,
0: Yeah. Noticing the problem-solving agenda has come up again. Need to make sure that you do it right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, so that's I found that to be helpful, and um, then I think, um the piece of the psychological flexibility that translates to body image is uh, seeing yourself as you are um, and choosing what matters. I could, I was actually talking about this with one of my friends today, um, who's also a gay man of color. And I was talking, I was lamenting about how I'm not a muscle gay. Mm -hmm. and how much I wish I was a muscle gay. Um, And uh, I mentioned to him that uh, I feel I lament that I'm not a muscle gay and that makes me sad sometimes. Um, But also, I don't want to be that. um, Because I think moving towards that would require me to give up on other things. Mm. Like, you know, time reading, or time spent with friends, or time spent talking to family. Um would require me to focus exclusively on going to the gym at least once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I had the sense that I... sad that i'm not that because clear i am losing out on some things it's sad that i'm not a muscle k and i will lose out on some things and at the same time um i'm choosing something that matters
2: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
1: so some allowing yourself some permission to lament
2: yeah yeah sometimes yeah
0: and i think Allowing yourself to feel. Where you feel? Another great um, um, like phrase that one of my other supervisors used is "Your feelings are your feelings."
2: Um,
0: his name is Adam Gross, and uh, that has stuck with me. Like, yeah, you know, your feelings are your feelings.
2: Yeah.
0: can't think them away, you can't convince them away. Um, So like I have that sadness and, um, and at the same time, like that sadness is a place at the table. And not what's uh, directing me.
1: I'm wondering about this appreciation and your ability to appreciate these elements you just talked about, these, these, these feelings at the table and um, how that has impacted your ability to appreciate clients' feelings at the table.
0: I would say, um... Or I like to think that that's created openness for clients to, you know, mm-hmm. express what they're feeling and make space for that too. Um, I'm trying to think. And for example, with one of my clients, that talked about, you know, them feeling shame about something, shame about making a mistake or not meeting one of their goals. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, shame is welcome too, yeah. that comes up. Um, I don't think trying to like make that go away or trying to demonize it is helpful.
2: Yeah.
0: So we've talked about that and like how that feels. And um, that again, their feelings are their feelings. Or what else matters, like what else in that experience of shame, um, what else do they care about? What else could come to matter even, like if not right now? um, Taking care of themselves or Mm -hmm. um, taking care of their child. So I think it works dually. It's the principles that apply to me and the principles that apply to the client are the same. Mm-hmm. So it works in one sense that um, I'm open in sessions, you know, an openness to whatever comes up. And I think that socially transmits too, and to working with patients then, you know, that they're open to whatever comes up.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm compelled to almost say this, that not that I don't make mistakes or, you know, um, not that I don't have these things about how I'm not a good therapist all the time, in fact,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that's a, that's, that matters to me. And hence, that's something that um, scares me greatly. Yeah. But what if I'm not a good therapist? hmm
2: scary.
0: Yeah. Just saying it, um, like pausing there creates discomfort.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you saw that. You saw saw, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like they're gonna find you. Yeah, they're gonna, yeah. 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 I'm thinking about for me on this realm, how important it is. The, the practice of openness to experience for me, you know, um, just really come to find in my wise old age that I need, I need to be, um, you know, taking, taking care of that intending to that fire in myself, because uh, the work that I did last year on the openness and vulnerability doesn't I mean it builds, but um You know, it's kind of like relying on that shower I took last month to keep Mm -hmm. me smelling fresh. Yeah. It,
0: I guess, as you were talking about the thought about, you know, this being a journey and we're walking Mm -hmm. and we'll fall inevitably.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. We're walking, getting up and walking again.
1: Um, Yeah.
0: I'm just moving on this journey.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I didn't mean to say that I'm going to be open all the time or Yeah, I'd expect that of myself. Mm-hmm. But there's definitely periods where, for whatever reason, you know, the shop, the shop windows close, you know, and, uh, and um, just, you know, the comfort of hiding out and, uh, and that um, I can feel that when I'm you know, in engaging with our people and clients or people. Yeah. yeah. You know?
0: Totally. Behavioral, behavioral variability, right? Like, you, I can't be mindful all the time. I yeah. I love my time like watching TV or like, you know, yeah. losing myself in a book that can be both mindful and mindless. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think variability is good.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering about the term that you mentioned earlier that if you could. Expand on the the body image flexibility. Mm-hmm. What's what's that about?
0: I think, in a nutshell, um, I would say that's doing what matters and what's values consistent as related to your body, and um, being open to. Internal experiences that come up, whether those might be like, you know, um, expectations about your body to look a certain way, um, or demands that you might feel, um, and societal pressures that you might feel you have to confirm to.
1: Okay.
2: Um,
0: And yeah, and still noticing that and moving towards values. Hmm. For example, something, a thought that I just had was like, you know, noticing my own fat phobia and noticing how that's um, baked in and built in into how I look and how I or think about bodies.
2: Um,
0: and noticing that and that comes up for my clients and uh, mm-hmm. how we can help them, or how we can help ourselves to um, like if being kind and being healthy are values that we care about, how we can act in ways to move towards that. Um, while letting these internal experiences come up and being open to them. Okay. I think that. I think of like body image flexibility. Okay,
1: yeah, I'm thinking about you know I mean I'm I'm someone who, has um, um, struggled with body image, pretty much you know, as long as I have memories and, uh, mm-hmm. and I was very much guided by like how my clothes felt, you mm-hmm. know. And, uh, um, if the belt was too tight or the pants, you know, I could feel the one pant leg going on a little tighter than usual, um, was a bad day. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's going to be a bad day.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. There are action steps that can come out of that, like, of that, uh, looking at body image flexibility. Um, and that can be like, you know, what feelings come up when you notice that? Like the tight belt. Mm-hmm.
1: Disgust. Beh.
0: How does it feel to say that?
1: I don't know, it's a little bit liberating to acknowledge it a little spring and i guess i i also am finding myself thinking about just like how there's a certain like mm, that feeling of the belt or the pant leg is like oh that's you know that's immediately where everyone's gonna see first you know that's what they're gonna they're gonna just notice that you know that's like wrapped up in that Yeah, like, you know, yeah,
2: that's there.
0: talking about that can be, you know, um, a willingness exercise and uh, Mm -hmm. something else that I might ask is like, uh, if you loved yourself fully and if you loved your body fully just as it is What might you
1: do? Just talking to myself here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Talking to yourself.
1: Yeah, I just think I'm I'm having a conversation about uh, what that would look like. What um, in the moment how I. Interact with that, Ugh, you know, and let, you know, let that Ugh, hang out there and uh, don't, you know, respond or I think that I, I would, I would go. I would,
0: I would let me, let me pause you. And I'm wondering if that was like, a, there was a busyness there and a sense of uh, Like, of course, that's not possible.
2: Mm.
1: No, no, no. I was just kind of going through this trying to imagine the steps of of that, you know.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. it's still, you know, it still can happen depending on it can still happen. And uh I think I think there's a certain kind of fetal position that happens in a micro in a small way when that you know elastic is too tight. And um um, like a cowering, you know, and, uh, um, there's probably something there for me to, to rest with, uh, rather than, um, you know, rush past.
2: Yeah
0: interesting you use like fetal caring, and seems like yeah I mean, rest love care
2: yeah
1: in that space yeah it is i appreciate your highlighting that and uh, yeah i'm also appreciating your uh, approach of appreciating it doesn't feel like there's busyness it doesn't feel like there's a there is a unspoken we don't have to do anything about this stuff
0: yeah yeah and that's the that's the goal that's the that's what i that's what i'm um, hoping for
1: yeah
0: for me and for people that i work with
1: and I'm I'm curious about how you. If you anchor yourself there, so to speak, because because I you 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 know you get you get tripped up I'm sure yeah yeah you know roped in and all that kinds of stuff Yeah. You know? yeah do you have any any places you go for for reminders or kind of a or a slow down, Yash stick to home base yash whatever i mean what, what do you do
0: i was laughing because i'm noticing just how much like in the span of a conversation my mind can go to, um and i think that's the mindfulness piece being present piece, but just uh, coming back um, coming back to what's now um, and what's present this conversation, this space. And I think that's the practice. Okay.
2: okay. Coming back.
1: The gentle return. Sorry, what? The gentle return. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: And then going away again and then coming back. <laughs> Yeah. I think I like to think of it um or like I guess I um view it often as this uh um three broad things, which again if you've gone to any Kelly workshop at least that you would have heard of being open, present and engaged.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's I'd say those are like good monikers or Brief descriptors. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I, I'm. Uh, I've heard of this Kelly guy. I think he had something to do with the ACT. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm curious as we as we um wind down here. Like, how did you get to Mississippi? An act, I guess,
0: you know. I just happened to just read about act in my last year of undergrad or um, early masters. Now I can't remember. Um, That was and that was where were you? Undergrad, India. And at that point I'd applied to like PhD or CITES. I knew I wanted to do more. Um, But an undergrad in India is three years. So um, I couldn't have directly gone to our doctoral school and I didn't have um, the required experiences or whatever research to. So I did a master's and then okay. I applied to like PhDs. From India? Uh, no, I did a master's in Pennsylvania. Okay. In Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um,
2: mm, and then I applied this. to PhDs. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And I read, of course, I'd read about ACT at that point and really liked it. Um, And just applied for different places. (laughs) Interviewed at places and met with Kelly, who was just, um, you know, Kelly, Kelly's Kelly. And um, when he made me the offer, um, I was thinking about various things like moving down to Mississippi, which was a big, big, big choice, Um, the financial offer. And I Told Kelly that I want to take some time to think about this, mm-hmm. and then I think I called him back maybe the next day and was like, "Well, there's no way I can turn this down. Um, I'm gonna accept and I'm gonna say yes."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, funnily enough, like that has been uh, there was a precursor of like I guess. Like my time in Mississippi was hard, um, being brown, being gay, being an immigrant, um, mm. and the training was worth it, and the training made it worth it. Yeah.
1: No, well, we're we're. Uh, I'm I'm grateful that that. Uh, has been your your path and you chose Thank you. chose that i'm excited to see see your your uh, path as as you are you available for consultation um it's such a tricky
0: thing being an immigrant and
1: <laughs> what about for folks from india
0: i mean i am mean... um, yeah for consult, i can be available i will find a way to figure that out Okay. I think I'll find a way to make that work for consultation for research collaborations.
2: Okay.
0: I'm interested in like you know research on. Again, with like LGBTQ plus communities, racial ethnic minority communities.
1: So I think both of those
0: would be helpful. Okay. Get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for for sharing your your uh, your heart and. Uh, um wisdom and experience. Thank you for having me. I'll I'll put a link to your contact information in the in the show notes and um um people can find you yeah find you there. Okay. All right. That's awesome. good. Thanks uh, Josh.
0: Yeah thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: They take a piece of me, but I'm getting stronger. They take a piece of me, but I'm getting stronger. They take a piece of me, but I'm
2: getting stronger.